there, Alana Terry here. Welcome to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode is a teaser about my course about financial strategies for thriving authors, where we dive into some of the mindset work as well as some of the straight up business and financial strategies that can help you increase your bottom line. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. And if you want to sign up for the full course and dive deep into your own money stories and some of the self-sabotages and blocks that might be holding you back in your career, you can sign up for the full course at courses.alanaterry.com money. Have a great day and enjoy today's episode. Hey, Alana, thanks for joining me again. In our discussion about money mindset, I don't want it to get so theoretical that all we talk about are, you know, beliefs that we've held since we were five years old or things like that. I definitely want to find ways to make this very practical and very applicable to your business today. And so what I want to do is kind of pause from talking about just straight up theory and to talk about how a negative money mindset is going to reveal itself in some of your marketing. And so I want you to think about your business and I want you to think about some of the kind of blocks or plateaus you've come to in your business. And what we wanna do is we wanna see if there are some troubleshooting that we can do and some ways that your personal money story and your personal money blocks might be impacting your success. Before we dive into that, I want to just give a slight disclaimer. I, I have seen people get too superstitious about this. I have seen people have a poor launch for their book and beat themselves up and said, oh, well, if I had just, you know, had a had more confidence, this book would have sold more. Or, you know, maybe something changes in one of the algorithms. And so you start getting less visibility and you tell yourself, well, if I had just practiced my money mindset upscaling more efficiently and effectively, this wouldn't have happened to me. I don't want you to get so set that any like any hiccup in your business, you automatically blame on your personal money mindset. But I do want to encourage you to at least be open to the possibility that sometimes when you reach a plateau or a dip, that there is something in your money mindset that can help you overcome that, right? So again, we're not here to beat ourselves up. We are not here to pass judgment on ourselves. We're definitely not here to pass judgment on each other. But sometimes looking at these hiccups and dips that we might experience in our businesses and to question whether an improved mindset can help pull you out of that rut is better than just looking at every dip and saying, oh, well, I did this to myself, right? We don't want to overblame ourselves and we don't want to overblame circumstances, right? Because when you blame your circumstances, you become such a defeated victim. This is a person who says, oh, well, Amazon never wants to show my books or my audience just isn't interested in what I create or, oh, it's too hard to sell on this topic to these people. So I just can't do it, right? Don't blame everything on your audience or the algorithms or anything like that. 
that's one extreme to avoid. And the other extreme to avoid, like I said, is saying that every single hiccup that comes to your business, don't blame yourself that, you know, had you just worked on X, Y, or Z more, you know, sometimes things just come. So that disclaimer out of the way, let's talk about how certain mindset pitfalls or money blocks might be sabotaging your marketing. I think the easiest one for me to identify is when people talk about their book or their offering online. It's a very newbie mistake, but it's really, really clear when an author or a course creator, anybody who's trying to sell something online jumps on Facebook and they say something like, I'm really excited to tell you about, and then they go ahead and tell you about. Anytime you're starting your copy with I, <laughs> and again, this isn't a rule. This isn't something you need to get hung up on. It's not serving your specific audience, right? We want to know what, what are they going to get from your book? What are they going to get from your course or your product or whatever it is that you're offering? You want it to be about them. And so I think we can all picture the person who talks about what they have created with so much insecurity that you feel almost vicariously embarrassed for them, right? It's a person who says, I published a book last week. Uh, if you feel like reading it, I'm going to go ahead and give you the link, but don't feel any pressure. This is only for if you want to read it. Do, do you hear how defeated that sounds? So if you have a defeated attitude about money, about earning, about what you create, it's going to come out in your copy about what you're writing. Similarly, this is a hang up a lot of people experience. They don't want to come across as salesy, right? You don't want to be the person who's just saying, buy my book, buy my course, buy what I made. And so you'll talk about it, but you won't end with a strong call to action because you're scared of coming across the sales. Here is a really good mindset shift. If you are worried, if the idea of marketing and selling to people just makes you feel kind of sleazy, right? That came from somewhere. It came from a movie where you saw a sleazy car salesman, or it came from when your mom complained about the telemarketer who called, right? Like it came from somewhere. And so if you are having a really hard time getting over confident marketing, what you can do is remind yourself that marketing is a service to others. So let's say that you have written something that's going to help parents of picky eaters. Okay. By selling this to your audience, you are serving them. You are giving them information that is going to improve their life. They have a problem. They are looking for answers to that problem. So by marketing to them, you are serving your audience. You are giving somebody what you want. You are never, you have way too much ethics and integrity to sell something to somebody that they don't need or that they won't appreciate or that is something that they can't use, right? You are selling them something that is going to help them. It's going to improve their lives. It's going to solve a problem. And by marketing to them, you are helping somebody find what they're already looking for. Okay. Let's say that, that you write short romance novellas and you feel like, okay, yeah, I can get how the person who writes a book on, um, 
how to eat with diabetes. Yeah, they're serving their audience. But what am I doing? I'm just, you know, writing this romance. Anytime you put just before what you do, you've got a mindset problem. You are not just a romance writer. You are a professional author who is giving somebody what they want. What they want is a romance novel. Can it improve their lives? Yes. Can it make them happy? Yes. Can it give them entertainment when, you know, who knows? Maybe they're reading it by their their spouse's bedside while they're sick. Maybe they're just taking it on vacation and it's helpful for them to relax, right? So you are never just what you do. You don't just create something. Never qualify who you are with a just. That would be like me saying, I'm just a mom. I'm just a woman. I'm just an Asian American. Do you hear how terrible that sounds? It sounds horrible. So don't do it to yourself. All right. Um, back to this idea of, of marketing as a form of service. You are not twisting somebody's arm, convincing them to buy something they don't need. You are showing somebody that you have what they're looking for, right? Marketing is also a really great way to connect with people. You can hear what they're looking for. You can form relationships with people in your audience. And so if you are feeling bad because you feel like marketing is sleazy, it's going to come across. It's going to come across in you downplaying what you offer and downplaying what you've created and using words like just, right? Here's, here's a book. It's, you know, it's just a, it's just a book. It's don't ever talk about yourself like that. And, and even if you've taken courses on copywriting and you're following the expert advice and like, you know, the rules about copywriting, even then, if you don't absolutely wholeheartedly love what you have created, if you don't feel great about people giving you money for it, that's going to come across. So we need to get comfortable with receiving money. And it sounds really silly. It sounds like, yeah, shouldn't we all love to receive money? No, because sometimes it does make us feel uncomfortable. And so we need to work on being okay with being paid for what we create. This becomes a big hang up for, for a lot of authors and a lot of artists, right? We're okay paying a doctor to cure our diabetes. We're okay paying a tutor to teach our kids. We're okay paying a plumber to fix our pipes, but oh, I don't, I don't want to ask for somebody to pay $2 for a book I wrote, right? Like those, those can be some of the hangups because we don't want to be seen as greedy. We have this notion again, it all goes back to our money stories. Do you have a money story about the struggling artist? And is that what you see is the epitome of true art? Yeah, there were some struggling artists. Like we, we talk about Van Gogh in the art community and the creative community because I believe if I'm correct, like he sold one or two paintings in his lifetime and that was it. He died thinking he was a, an artistic failure. And, and now he's like easily top 10 most famous, most revered painters of all time. But that's not the only way to be a successful artist. And some of us have that hang up in our mind. We've got the hang up that we can either have commercial success or artistic success. And again, I just want to open your minds to being either or. So if you're struggling in that area, find people who are doing what you want to do and making a great killing and who are really good at it. And that is the picture that you can hold up of somebody who does great art and creates great art 
and they make money from it. There are always going to be people who will be examples of other stories. You will always find examples of starving artists and struggling artists, but go ahead and find yourself examples of successful, like commercially successful artists who are so great at their art. And that will help reframe the story that you might be telling yourself that you either can be a commercial success or an artistic success, right? So these are all ways that when we've got the wrong money mindset comes off in the way we market, we come off as timid or is unconfident. If you're doing something in the nonfiction world, you might not want to come across as an expert. You might have a hang up because you don't think that it's right to call yourself an expert. You think that it's wrong to brag about your expertise. Okay, remember, it's not about you. It's about the people you want to serve. And so let's say you're looking for a pediatrician for your kid. You want a pediatrician with experience, right? You're not going to be angry at the pediatrician who lists their experience on their website because it helps you find the best of the best. And so again, the more we can work on our confidence level, the more we can work on these blocks and these hangups, the more confident we are going to appear when we market what we have created. And that is going to obviously help us sell more, but even more importantly, it's going to help the people in our audience who are looking for what we've done to find our work. Hey, thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. And if you want to grab the full course that's going to help you go really deep into your own money story and help you increase your bottom line by expanding your mindset and having smart financial strategies for your business, you can buy the full course at courses.alanaterry.com slash money.